0: Welcome to Hymn Talk, a discussion of hymns, music, and singing, and sometimes theology in the life of the church. I'm Zach DePrima, and with me, as almost always, is
1: my brother Alex. Alex, how are we doing? I'm doing well. Happy to be here to to discuss hymns and music and uh, singing in the life of the church. Well, Alex, we like these
0: podcasts to be relatively evergreen. That is, they should be relevant uh, in almost any age. But I don't mind sharing what day of the week it is and uh, and what season we are. We're on Thursday of uh, Passover week. Uh, what do we call this in church tradition? Is it is it Maundy Tuesday, Thursday? <laughs> Remind <laughs> is, me the word for it. <laughs> it is Maundy Thursday. It is Maundy. M a u n d y. It is Maundy Thursday. Uh, tomorrow is Good Friday, though, and in the life of our church, we're we're involved in a young church, uh, but we are having our first Good Friday service, and uh, because of that, because it's uh, Good Friday's tomorrow, Resurrection Sunday is Sunday. Uh, we want to discuss passion hymns today, hmm. uh, hymns about the passion. Now when we're talking about passion, we're not talking about uh, that uh, uh, passionate emotion uh, that we might, that people might think of. We're talking about the passion of the Lord Jesus, which is, it comes from a Latin word of uh, patior, which means to suffer or to bear or to endure. It's from where we get our English word patience or to be patient. And basically, this accounts the, the uh, sacrificial death of the Lord Jesus recorded in each of the Gospels, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So that's what we're talking about when, it, when we're talking about the passion of Christ. Alex, why must believers give considerable attention to the passion of
1: Christ? Yeah, defining your know, passion as his suffering uh, 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 on the cross his bearing uh, the load of our sin or the sacrifice of, of, of being a sacrifice for our sin. Uh, why must Christians give attention to it? Because if they don't, they're not saved. Mm. Um, the gospel is the good news about what God has done in Christ, in his incarnation and his passion, his death, and his resurrection to make a way of salvation for sinners who come to him in repentance and faith. There's no gospel without the passion. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no Bible without the Passion, practically. So, yeah. so why must Christians think about it? Because their whole life depends on it. Yes, Jesus' Passion represents His work as a sin-bearing sacrifice, um, suffering the wrath of God that my sins deserved, uh, so that I never will suffer that punishment. Uh, I find my refuge and my. Redemption in the blood of Jesus Christ, and therefore passion means everything to me.
0: You're you're speaking in uh, substitutionary language. Mm, That is, Jesus in my place speak. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there a way of appreciating the cross outside of uh, the cross being payment for sins?
1: Well, there's other aspects to the atonement and to what Christ has done on the cross that, that, uh, what would I say, make it more than... An atonement for yes. sins, but it's not less than an atonement for sins. And more than that, the big thing it is is an atonement for sins. Mm-hmm. The crosswork of Jesus is the, the a, 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 he is performing the function of being a sin bearer. Mm-hmm. He is himself uh, an offering, a once for all offering for my sins and the sins of all those for whom Jesus came to save. Penal I, substitutionary atonement is at the heart of the cross. Now, it is more than that. Yes. There's other things we ought to reflect on. Uh, Jesus' victory over Satan and over the cosmic powers, uh, this extraordinary expression of love that we find yes. in the cross—greater love knows no one than this, and yeah. that a man lay down his life for his friends. Resolve in the cosmos and the creation. Yeah, sure. Was, yeah. There's there's certainly more going on than penal substitutionary uh, atonement, but but that's the big thing going yeah. on.
0: I just it's, it's it's fascinating to me because I think Easter even more than christmas they're both they're both christian holidays but christmas can be obscured by other traditions and even god becoming man that can just become be relatively abstract in our minds when it comes to good friday when it comes to easter we're talking about truths that are so explicitly christian and so explicitly acknowledging of the reality of sin mm-hmm. and the reality that, hey, we need Jesus to die for mm-hmm. us, that I just think it's, what an opportunity Christians need to know what we're celebrating, and you need to be able to share this with our neighbors. Uh, yes. Why are you showing up to church on Easter if it's not for the fact that you need a Savior who, to die for your sins and to yeah. raise for your justification? The, the,
1: the events of what is traditionally called Holy Week are at the very heart of the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. They're at the very heart of the gospel, they're at the very heart of the Bible. Uh, Jesus coming as the sin bearer, going to the cross, rising again. That's, that's, that's the heart of our faith. So, Alex, we know, though,
0: on this side of the cross that Jesus died and he rose again, and we're going to gloriously celebrate the, that truth that he's risen uh, on Easter. But we're, we've elected to have this Good Friday service. What do we want to be accomplished in that service? Why well, are we having that?
1: Yeah, I will say, I don't think it's a requirement that churches do it. I don't think churches must have a, a good Friday service. Yeah. But if we all
0: know, I mean, we know Jesus rose from the dead. Well, why, <laughs> why why do we want to give considerable attention to, to the fact that he died? And, I mean, we we know this is going to be a more somber service. All these songs are going to be in a minor key. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will have more of a lamenting tone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, why, why are we choosing to do that?
1: For several reasons. Uh, first of all... Jesus explicitly encourages us to remember his death, and uh, we do that most often in the Lord's Supper, which we will be uh, observing together at the Good Friday service. Uh, the New Testament writers frequently reflect upon the death of Jesus and its significance for our lives and for our salvation. Multiple, multiple passages that, that center on on the Lord's death, so taking time in a special way to reflect on the death of Christ in particular and its implications for us are significant. The gospel accounts were given to be read and to be studied and to be known, to be cherished and to be confessed. So our particular Good Friday service will basically be a back and forth between reading particular events in, in the final hours of Jesus' life and then singing songs about them. Um, and that seems to me to be in every way wholesome. To, to, You know, in, in a worship service, it's very rare that you focus on just one thing. There's a lot that's going on in a worship service, and there's all kinds of things we might be reflecting on. Having occasions like Good Friday or or Advent Sundays where you can, in a special way, focus on one particular truth and just give all of your energy in your prayers and in your reading and in your singing to that issue, there's, there's a lot of value in that. So I'm, I'm greatly looking forward to it. Alex, when I uh, participate in communion
0: and uh, in services like this, and consider Jesus' death, I can experience all sorts of emotion—joy, mm-hmm. uh, uh, sorrow over my sin—and uh, it's 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 customary for many Christians to feel all different types of emotions. Would you say there are? Would you suggest there are some emotions that are that are um, quite appropriate to feel in the context of? contemplating Jesus' death, and some that might be improper, that that you would discourage people from from feeling?
1: Yeah, I I would say I don't think in our reading of the Passion narratives and our songs about Passion Week um, and our reflection on the Lord's death, I I don't think we should seek to recreate the mood of the final hours of Jesus' life. Uh, The disciples did not view that event through the lens of faith. Hmm. So the idea that, well, I should I should be like Peter right now or I should be like John looking on, I mean, those men thought it was all over when yeah. Jesus died. Mary and Mark, they didn't expect the Lord to rise. So we look back at that event, you know, we use that language this side of the cross, they thought there only was the cross. Mm-hmm. No one was expecting Jesus to come out of that tomb, at least as far as I'm aware and as far as revelation goes that we have. So... So I don't think we should think, well, we need, to, we need to be in the place of those disciples on that night. I, I completely would, would disagree with that. But um, no, the Bible tells us about the kinds of perspectives and attitudes we should have when contemplating the Lord's death. One should be a sober seriousness about sin, the sense that our sins put Jesus there, mm-hmm. that Jesus suffered the penalty, the, the judgment that my sins deserved. And one of the songs I think we're going to talk about in a minute, captures this so well... I think it's stricken, smitten, and afflicted uh, that has the line, um, uh, you who think of sin but lightly, nor suppose the evil great, here may view its nature rightly, here its guilt may estimate. Mm -hmm. Mark the sacrifice appointed, Mm -hmm. see who bears the awful load, Uh, tis the the one the Lord's anointed. Um, Son of man and son son of God. Son of man and son of God, yeah. Uh, yeah, that idea that 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 a, a seriousness and a grief over sin should be mm-hmm. around us when we consider what it cost mm-hmm. God, what He did in order to make us right with Him, it should make us hate our sin and feel mm-hmm. grief and remorse over our sin. Um, but then, more than that, it should it should fill us with uh, uh, love for the Lord in response to His act of love. It should fill us with joy and exhilaration that we are saved, this is what he's achieved for us. So a a song maybe like, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross, puts us in a fitting spirit. We're there, just the the, the sense of overwhelming joy at what Jesus has done for my poor soul and what he's achieved. And now this desire and this resolve to give my life to him, in, in service to him and in love toward him, um it ends with that line love so amazing so divine Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. demands my soul my life my all so there's a range of emotions grief over sin pledging um, yourself to christ pledging yourself to christ and and sheer thankfulness to god in the face of our salvation Uh, i think it would be appropriate as well to desire that more would come to believe this message Mm -hmm. that this is the savior of the world dying on the cross he's a propitiation not for our sins but for the World also, First John two two, and to 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 pray then that more would experience and actually come into um, uh, right relationship with yeah yeah Yeah. union with Christ and the propitiation that comes with that
0: yeah. Yeah. So in this service uh, we are in we're 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 keeping and in continuity with a rich heritage of Christian music and um and and Christian tradition the, the there, there's so much that can be accomplished in passion hymns it's just a it's just a fact a lot of these Alex are, are some of the best music that's ever written best mm. music the church has mm. to offer a lot of these songs are in minor keys so I think we're singing six hymns on uh, tomorrow on mm-hmm. Friday on Good Friday and all six of them are are minor we don't see minor key hymns sung that often in churches in America anymore. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lament that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to know, make the case, why should we have songs in minor keys? Why is it important to sing songs in minor keys?
1: Well, it's not required. Uh, so the Bible never gives us any guidance in terms of the, the key signatures of the songs that we sing. But typically for non-musicians, probably everyone listening to this understands music, but yeah, the major key, the minor key, the major is going to sound more, I don't know what the words would be, positive, happy, uplifting, Minor key is going to be more dark and dour, um, and uh, I think the value of the minor key in terms of corporate church music is, well, in general, you want the music to resonate with the lyrics themselves, and the, the minor key as a way of drawing out certain emotions and certain puts you in a certain frame of mind, it seems appropriate when considering the agonies that Christ went through, mm-hmm. uh, that, that uh, sometimes that be portrayed in a minor key. Mm. If you're trying to, like, again, that song, Stricken, Smitten, and Afflicted. Mm-hmm. Isaiah 53, I mean, it, it gets really triumphant toward the end. Mm-hmm. He'll see the travail of his soul and be satisfied. Mm-hmm. But verses 1 through about 8 are bleak. Yeah. And, and, Dog and days. It should not be lighthearted and chummy and chipper, mm-hmm. you know, in considering it was the will of the Lord to crush him. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 by his wounds were healed. He was stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Um, He was like a lamb before uh, 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 it it shears to be slaughtered, you know. So I think it's appropriate at times for that to be conveyed with a a minor key because there are really dark things that happened on that night.
0: Yeah. I think two of the greatest things a a passion hymn can accomplish is, one, what you already said, which is uh, deepening our understanding of the seriousness of sin. Mm Mm-hmm. And the corollary of that is the majesty of God, the holiness mm-hmm. of God, mm-hmm. this great one whose law and standard we have all violated. Yes. And I want to highlight.
1: Um, we're, if, if, you, if, if I could say one yeah. more thing, I, I, I do think, too, the value of the minor key is that many of us who sing are often coming from the minor key, you know, Jesus, lover of my soul. There's a major key version of that that's very light and bouncy. Jesus, yeah, yeah. lover of my soul, let me to thy bosom fly. Well, that's very cheering and bright and bouncy. The, the minor key one that we'll be doing on Sunday is... is, is uh, it's a Welsh uh, Jesus, lover of mm-hmm. my soul... Let me to thy bosom fly. You're coming from a different posture there. Um, it's, it's, it's a groaning. It's a, a, a crying out to God. Jesus, I need to come to you. Rescue mm-hmm. me. Find me. Mm-hmm. And uh, the minor key helps us do that. Some people are coming to Jesus and calling out to Jesus from the posture of sorrow, and the minor key can help express that. It's mm-hmm. another mm-hmm. thought.
0: In a moment, we'll discuss uh, a hymn we haven't discussed before, um, but before I do, you know, just thinking of, of the majesty of God, God's holiness, his transcendence, uh, one of the hymns we'll be singing is, O Sacred Head Now Wounded. I believe we've profiled this one on, on the podcast before, but that sacred head now wounded and, and contrasting that with grief and shame weighed down. Later, he'll said, O Sacred Head, what glory, what bliss till now was thine. Yet thou uh, yet though despise and gory, I joy to call thee mind, like call thee mine. And then to what we were discussing a moment ago, stricken smitten, um, to to deepen our understanding of sin, you who think of sin but lightly, now suppose the evil great, here may view its nature rightly, here its guilt may estimate. This hymn is calling on us to understand and to to grieve over our own sin, hmm. not our sin that led Christ to be stricken, smitten and afflicted. But Alex, in the few minutes remaining, I want us to talk about a hymn uh, t- titled, it's an old Lutheran hymn titled, O Dearest Jesus, What Law Hast Thou Broken? Hmm. What are your thoughts on this hymn? Why are we singing it?
1: I really love this hymn. Um, it, it is uh, sadly not so well known there probably was a period where it was really well-known, and maybe in Lutheran circles it's really well-known. Um, gorgeous tune, beautiful tune. And um, and uh, the words, I think, are so excellent in actually um, uh, taking us through the agony and the sorrow of those final hours of Jesus' life. You have verses that deal with the crown of thorns and verses that speak of people mocking Jesus and slapping yeah. him. And it talks about the cup of gall that he used to drink and all of that. Um, and then the the connecting all of those scourgings and those those uh, uh, stripes and those um, uh, 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 affronts to Jesus and attaching them to our sin in particular, um, the, the the song in a in a, in a marvelous way uh, gets to this point that it really is our sins that are inflicting this punishment upon Jesus, not just those those actual events of the crown of thorns crashed on his head and. The, 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 the those who would slap him and spit on him, it connects up very much with, with the wickedness of my own heart that put him there. Yeah. And um, it's powerful. The author is, is
0: Johann Ehrman, and he would have been, I believe, a contemporary of Paul Gerhardt, and these were both German ministers, German Lutheran ministers, that wrote several hymns. We sing several Gerhardt hymns, uh, but they were favorites of Bach that he appropriated a lot of him or used a lot of their hymns and their music for their hymns uh, in different passion works of his. And um, I think it was it was Luther who, who, who uh, probably most powerfully conveyed the idea that, look, Christian, when you consider the cross, uh, this isn't... O Pity Jesus time, this is look at your own sins uh, uh, actually smiting the Lord, actually striking him. Uh, And this hymn captures that idea quite well. I think it's the third verse, depending on which version you have. Hence come these sorrows, hence this mortal anguish. It is my sins for which thou Lord must languish. Yea, all the wrath, the woe, thou dost inherit. This I do merit. The idea is Hmm. What, what the Lord inherited on the cross that is what we all, in Christ, deserve ourselves. Hmm. Uh, later, man forfeited his life and is acquitted, yet God is the one who's committed. It is God, the Lord Jesus Christ, who paid the price on the cross. Well, friends, with that, we're out of time. Alex, thank you for your time.
1: Thank you.